This is what we do. We have a thought that comes into our head. What we tend to do is we embrace that thought as real. Mm -hmm. I don't know where money's coming in. I'm going to lose my house. So what we end up doing is this. We take a thought and we allow it to envelop us. And we think that that thought is real. And these are any thoughts that cause us to lose our peace of mind or cause us angst, worry or whatnot. Because we have this thought comes in, we see it as a problem. So we, we go, holy shit, that's, I'm going to lose my house, blah, 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 because I can't afford rent. So then we want to go into action. And then that thought causes us to, is very disconcerting. It causes us to be fearful. And that takes us out of homeostasis. That takes us out of a sense of actually everything's okay. I have a fear about that. So I have to do something about it because I don't want that outcome. So I'm now projecting to the future. I'm no longer in the here and now. The trick in that moment is to go hold the phone. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. It's, it's no more real or valid than any other thought. And, and yes, I may lose my house. And yes, I may be terribly embarrassed. Yes, that may all be true. However, right here, right now, there's no one knocking at the door. The bank's not sending a foreclosure notice. There's so much water under the bridge before that's gonna happen. Right. So right here, right now, it's just a thought and I don't have to do anything with it. And that is where we get into trouble is we have a thought and we've been conditioned to think that when this thought comes in, it's real and it's true. Hello and welcome. This is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life, the podcast that will inspire you to take control of your mind and your mindset to go forward and build the life that you want to live. My name is Patrick Strevens, and this podcast is something of a journey for me. It's chronicling my journey towards peace of mind, if such a place and such a state were ever possible. And I'm honored that you would make it a part of your journey as well. And as we know, that journey necessarily requires communing, contacting, and conversing with others. So to that end, this is part two of my conversation with my friend, Luke Bouchard. As you know, uh, Luke pursues this idea of forgiveness. He's pursuing a deeper understanding of A Course of Miracles, the spiritual text, and he's helping others to forgive as well. You know, I think ultimately when we, when we talk about forgiveness and we talk about learning to let go and we talk about learning to trust and not having to have that egotistical control of everything. We're ultimately talking about a personal responsibility. You taking control of your thoughts, you taking control of your mind, not projecting the way that you feel inside onto the outside world, but in fact, looking to soothe the inside and looking to find peace of mind internally. This episode has a lot more uh, practical tips, um, that Luke brings to the table for when you are feeling that you've lost your center, when you're struggling to find peace of mind, when you find it hard to forgive, when you find it hard to let go, what are some things you can do? And I really love this idea of mind watching. And it's, it's, it may be, um, it may tie into this idea that I've been speaking on of mindfulness. You know, mind watching is this process of realizing what are you thinking and why do you feel the need to act on it? And how often are we victimized by our own thoughts and uh, this, this human desire to act upon what we think? But in fact, so much of that just shoots us off into the past and into the present. And of course, I've spoken on temporal instability where we're living in the past, living in the future. And um, really that's something like living in hell, isn't it? When you are plagued by repeated thoughts of something other than what is at hand. So this episode poses the ultimate question to you. If you believe a better life is possible, why are you still suffering? Does it have to be this way? And if not, it's time to get a vision together of your better life. And I think the tools to do that are right here in this episode. So 
Without much more to say, please enjoy this one. Part two of my conversation with the very wise Luke Bouchard. There are far more ways to end up in a tortured, mindless state than there are to be centered and, and feeling peaceful, aren't there? Well, right. Well, and, and part of part of that also, and I'm going back to Course in Miracles theories, is that the reason we are, and, the, and this is a spiritual path, and not going to be for everyone who may be listening to this, but it is our belief that we're separated from God that causes us to be tortured. It is, it is the belief that we, well, I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if you talk to people about this, but on your podcast, but there's a direct correlation between mental health and isolation. Okay. Ah. The, the greater, the greater isolation we feel, the higher incidences of depression, the higher incidences of loneliness, the higher incidences of basically feeling that we're alone and whatnot. And, you know, we, we when we when we have when we have our our people when we have our community when we have people we can go to mm-hmm. then there is that lack of there's that lack of isolation and it is our belief that we are isolated from god that causes us to actually judge others right. because that makes our is if you're coming from a less than place a really good way to feel better about yourself is think you're better than others sure right sure so so, so the more we, the, the, the more isolation we engage in, or the more we think we are that better than others, or that we are separated from God, the more tortured we are. And, it, but isn't that interesting? Like I, I just briefly read the Wikipedia page on what a course of miracles is. So like I have okay. a very cursory understanding, but it's, it's, they said it was part of like new age, so-called new age philosophy. Like it's not Christianity it's not like Orthodox Christianity, obviously like, and to my understanding was like new age philosophy, sort of the divine is within us and we are not separated from the divine. Whereas like a lot of old school religions, there is that divide. And you know, I'm not, I'm not anti-religion by any means, but you could see how telling someone that they are less than, and they are separated from God would do, do well to keep them, you know, under control in a state of fear, in a state of subservience. Whereas if you tell someone that you are, you actually are God, by the way, or you and God are the same or God, whatever that looks like, that's a whole world of empowered people who are, well, I mean, magnificent, right. Or going forward to, to do incredible things potentially. Wasn't it Lenin that said that religion was the opiate of the masses? John Lennon? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back when he was in the yeah. USSR. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, touche, touche. Yes. And I think, it, was it Lennon or was it Marx, maybe? Or, maybe it was Marx. Yeah. Maybe. Carl Marx, the movie maker. No. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Groucho. Yeah. Groucho, yeah. <laughs> but but that, <clears throat> and, and you know, the, the what we had, what I grew up with and what was in the, the zeitgeist of our culture is that a wrathful God who is, you know, vengeful and is going to, you know, and it's, it really is in my mind, religion is a form of social control. Mm, sure. It's about basically uh, keeping the masses in line. And so that you have, and you know, when you have, when you have original thoughts such as Galileo, look what happened to him. Yeah. They tried to burn him. Yeah, well, he the excommunicated him, and he was a sinner, and he, right. you know, the fact that <clears throat> he suggested that basically we were not the center of the universe. Right, right. 
right? So, so there's, there's power and control is power and control. And it doesn't matter if it's done under the name of uh, corporations, sure. governments, or religions. It's still about basically being, holding people, being controlling others. Right. And, and the Course of Miracles is the exact opposite of that. It's not about that. It's about taking responsibility for your life. Stop blaming your, your, your suffering on others and look at what you've done to contribute to that. Mm-hmm. And in this, in, in, in this world of it's not my fault, it's not popular. Sure. It's not my fault. And so that, because it, it's, it's advocating for ownership is what you're saying. Yes. I, yeah. I'm glad we got here. Cause I did want to talk about, and I don't know how much finger you have on the pulse of like modern day culture, but it doesn't, you don't really need to have that, but you could see how beyond religion proper, there's plenty of other ways in which people's ownership is taken from them. And they're, it's kind of like open, open the top of your head, pour in the thoughts of others. And, you know, don't worry about what you think or what you're doing. Just, just consume, just buy, just shut right. up, just watch the strangely pedophilic game of thrones spinoff you know like and so I well part part of that is is i i i would suggest starts with discernment it's part of that discernment of what are you subjecting yourself to what are you what are you listening to it's it's having the ability to understand that you know for example Television is really the only purpose of television is to sell commercial spots. Truly. It it's 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 based on tension, it's based on conflict. Movies are based on that, you know, and, and so many things, but it's 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 based on the fact that they're trying to they have a different intention. Mm-hmm. Social media is no different. You are fed whatever you want. And and I I find it interesting that and and this is probably not probably this is my own judgment of other people sure but <clears throat> i find it interesting that people don't believe they're being being influenced by social media or by television or by or by whatever like to to, to actually think that they have an independent opinion i i know for a fact i have biases i know for a fact i don't know all of them mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do know I have biases and I do know that those biases can be used for me or against me Mm -hmm. to sell me things. Right. It's, it's all, it's all part of that. Well, even me going on this podcast and saying, there's a whole bunch of people who don't know how under the spell they are. And I'm somehow broken free. It's like, not at all. I'm just, there's, I just follow a different stream on social media and see that sort of stuff. It's to me, it's, it's people, again, it's, what I found in myself was an underdevelopment of my inner voice. And I finally had to get off social media. I mean, get it off my phone, reduce my consumption of it. I don't watch any TV besides sports, you know, like I just was seeking to fill the gap with my own thoughts. And then what I found was I was, I was infinite. It just never stopped if I wanted to. Right. You know? Right. Well, and, and part of that is also in, in my mind about, you know, I, I I think there comes a point in time as you as you get older in life where you 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 start deciding really what's important to you, what's not important to you, and what do you want to have in your life and what you don't want to have in your life. Right. And there there is something that comes with age and maturity where you're able to go. Well, I don't. Well, no, actually, that's not true because I see so many people who don't have that or I don't believe have that. 
but it's it's this it's this ability of being able to have um um maybe a bit of a stronger bullshit detector mm. or being able to go is that real is that true and um and but i i know that a lot of people don't do that so i'm just going to recount that statement <laughs> that's okay about <laughs> the well, discernment as you get older okay I, that's fine because i also find that sometimes on this podcast i get locked into having to make a decisive statement with with a beginning middle and end as to why things are the way they are but i i've kind of been able to recant that and and go back to say i want this show to benefit people who are already searching for a better way forward you know so right right well you know in many ways it uh it's almost um having the motto of it's it's a mystery to be lived and not a problem to be solved that's nice yeah you i have wish to... it was mine well, <laughs> <laughs> who's, do you know whose it is i don't it's a mystery uh, to be lived not a problem to be solved isn't that yeah I mean, you do have to embrace a certain amount of mystery in, in life. And especially I find that in the great outdoors is like, I have no idea how this river and this river bank and these animals, trees, whatever came to be or what they do or what it looks like when I'm not here. Right. I'm just the same well, as them. Right. In some yeah, ways. And actually I'm glad you mentioned that because that's also something that I feel is as valid as a spiritual path is connection with nature oh, yeah. is, is one whatnot and not, you know, and, and I'm not talking about, and there's nothing wrong with this because I dri- I enjoy driving quads and I enjoy being on motorboats. <laughs> I'm not talking about going through the bush in your quad and rearing, tearing through that. I'm talking about being present with nature and 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 and, and accepting it. And that is as valid as a form of connection to your higher source, because because you know, or connection with animals is also very important. It doesn't it doesn't have to be a spiritual path. It's about basically being at one and being centered and being in the now. Right. And that that if there's anything of a soundbite, I would say that walking away from this is that you know the more that we are in the moment, the happier we are. I think that's I think that's. That's really it, isn't it? Like, I mean, we've, I said it on this show. You've now said it. I even saw it on one of your uh, videos on your page today. It's like when we're in that, you call it doing this, I think. Like when we're, and I call it mindlessness, where it's like I'm in some past tense or future tense, you know. Right. It's like I'm cutting up a carrot, but I'm not thinking about cutting up the carrot. But shouldn't I be? Isn't that right. in some ways a beautiful moment? <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. And it's like, there's true happiness there. If you could focus on the task at hand without some, some other voice, some other, I call it also, <laughs> these are all my harebrained theories, temporal instability, where it's like, I'm not spending enough time in the present. I'm spending too much time in the past, too much time thinking about the future. And, and, and a lot of that is, is based on uh, fear. Okay. And, and not, and not accepting of what is. Um, right. I, I think I, I could, I'm probably wrong here, but I think it was transactional analysis as a th- form of therapy that basically stated that if we could live in the moment, 99% of all of our, of all of our suffering would go away. It, it was really about being here and now in the moment as much as you can. And it's, it's not, it's, it's not about always being in the moment it's not about always you know living your life in a cave in the mountains where you're just totally zen in that (laughs) right 
It's about the ability to come back to, is this real? Is this true? Is this necessary? And, and why am I losing my peace of mind? You know, forgiveness is a very selfish act. Mm -hmm. It is extreme because it's really about the fact of, you know, you are not worth my peace of mind. How dare I give my peace of mind to anyone, to you, because they've somehow done. Now, that's easier said than done with certain circumstances, I know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's there's still, I, I was on, I, I'm st- I, this is something that I haven't forgiven because it's still here. Before I was married, we're talking like back, back in the last century, if I'm going to put it that way, I was on a <laughs> ski lift. And I was going up the ski lift and the ski attendants at the top of, uh, Lake Louise, mm. where we're throwing snowballs at each other. And I got when I fell off the ski lift, and I started getting dragged around it. And Jeez. around it was a cliff. Yeah. Holy shit. And I got so pissed off at the, nothing happened. It was it was fine. I got so pissed off. And the thing is, is that that yes, that was that was a form of trauma, because I felt my life was in threatened, my life was in danger. Right. But still, it's still here in my mind. I'm still not in the present with that, because I can think of it. And I'm there and then. And you're still That's not, that doesn't serve me. Right. And you're still mad at those kids for I am. I am. I'm pissed off. Yeah. And everything that subsequently happened with that when I went and campaigned, and how much assholes they were, right? <laughs> but I haven't forgiven. Isn't that wild? Something that yeah. happened to you 20 plus years ago? Yeah. Yeah, over yeah, over twenty years ago. Yeah, like twenty twenty uh four years ago. I did want to say that if we're because we're trying to serve the listener a little better on this show, when we talk about living in the moment, for me it's taking control of your breathing, step one. And what you find is when you're living in that when you're thinking about that memory from twenty four years ago, you're probably not breathing deep right at yeah, all. Excellent that, point. That's where it yeah. starts for me. So what I saw you do something on one of your videos about centering. Yeah. So I guess if someone's listening and it's like, yeah, I'm always dwelling on the past and it's ruining my quality of life or I'm not paying attention to the road, for instance, what, what are some things that you do then to, to bring yourself back to the moment? It's uh, it starts with a, a term called uh, mind watching. Okay. So it's um, so this, this is, this is what we do. A thought comes in. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'll use a, a visual here. Okay. We have a thought that comes into our head. Okay. So it comes in. Yeah. What we tend to do is we embrace that thought as real. Mm. So mm. I don't know where money's coming in. I'm going to lose my house. Mm. So what we end up doing is this. We take a thought and we allow it to envelop us. Mm. And we think that that thought is real. So then we do one of two things. We either, if it's, and these are any thoughts that cause us to lose our peace of mind or cause us angst or feeling or worry or whatnot. Generally, we would know in our body when we're having, when we're having worried thoughts because it, it affects us somewhere. Some people, it's an on their stomach. Others, it's they can't get a deep breath. They feel a pressure mm-hmm. on their shoulders. They have, they're spinny. They're kind of, mm-hmm. they're, they kind of almost disassociating. Mm-hmm. They're no longer in the present because we have this thought comes in. We see it as a problem. Mm-hmm. And then we want to do, so we, we go, holy shit, that's, I'm going to lose my house, blah, 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 because I can't afford rent. Right. So then we want to go into action. Into action. That's interesting. And then because, because that thought causes us to, is very disconcerting. It's very, it causes us to be fearful. So then we don't, we, and that takes us out of homeostasis. That takes us out of a sense of actually everything's okay. Right. 
Mm -hmm. I have a fear about that. So I have to do something about it because I don't want that outcome. So I'm now projecting to the future. I'm no longer in the here and now. Mm. The trick in that moment is to go hold the phone. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. It's it's no more real or valid than any other thought. And and yes, I may lose my house. And yes, I may be terribly embarrassed of the fact that I cannot support my daughter who's turning 16 at the end of the month. Yes, that may all be true. Mm-hmm. However, right here, right now, there's no one knocking at the door to pr- remove all my to uh, to take up to. Right. Uh, remove all my possessions the bank's not sending a foreclosure notice right. i'm not having all this stuff i'm that there's so much water under the bridge before that's going to happen right. so right here right now it's just a thought and i don't have to do anything with it and that is where we get into trouble is we have a thought and we we think we've been conditioned to think that when this thought comes in it's real and it's true um Wonderful. I see you drop 50 bucks and you don't notice that you drop 50 bucks on the floor. And I see my, I see going, Hey, I could pick that up and never let Patrick know. Right. Well, then I'm a thief. (laughs) Well, no, I had a thought that came in. (laughs) Right. Right. And that does not define who I am. We think our thoughts define who we are, especially when we have a lot of noise. Um, So here is, here's a curse that we have as males. Women have their own curses. We have our own curse. And part a curse that we have is, is that if you're not man enough, if you don't, you know, if you don't take on a situation, you don't do it, mm-hmm. then somehow you're a pussy or you're not good enough or you're just, you know, you're kind of on that. That is just a thought. Somebody cut me off the traffic. A real man will have to go in and basically cut them off or escalate it. Right. Right. That it's not real. It's not true. So taking action moving forward is not necessarily something we have to do because and inherently we are controlled by that thought. So, right. And so where we go into hell is if we're into that pattern of catastrophizing off of one exactly. thought. And we, so I guess a good solution might be, like you're saying, mind watching, like being mindful about what you're even is going on in your mind and, yeah. and noting those triggers, right? Yeah. Well, and then, and then this is where the whole thing of the dark thoughts really comes in. If, if a thought really has a hold on you Mm -hmm. and really has entrenched on that then what's happening is is that there are there are things that we're not aware of going you know going on that it's 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 no different than thinking that there's a boogeyman in the closet or a monster under the bed or there's somebody outside your two-story window trying to get in because you're hearing a noise well if we don't go open that door and look in the closet go what the hell's that noise Mm -hmm. We don't look under the bed or if we don't see the shutters shat, slapping in the wind right we're controlled by it mm. and and it is it is it it's it's the the first choice is about being able to go i am i'm i'm in pain i'm in suffering i'm not happy and how do we know that's going on it's our body our body's the early warning system of when we're out of sorts mm. We know it in our body before we know it intellectually. And Absolutely. for me, it's a knot in my stomach. Okay. That That is the thing that tells me I'm a, like, I have a knot in my stomach and then I want to go into that. So, so when we've been told throughout our lives that 
basically you have to act on your thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's not even an option to go, wait a minute, is, do I have to act on that? And that, and that's all predicated on desire to actually not be suffering and not be in hell. Right. And it's, it's also comes from that place of ego where it's like, I have to take action. Yeah. I have to yeah. take control of yeah. the situation. Yeah. You can understand. Yeah, if, because if I don't, God knows what will happen. Right. Right. And, and, and then, and then if I don't do something and it goes to hell in a handbasket, well, whose fault is that? Right. It's, it's my fault. Right. Cause I didn't, I didn't control it. Right. So so this is a wild thing. And we were talking about it earlier about how people often hold on to limiting beliefs or they get into this mindless, uh, f what, what do you want to call this? Like mindless? Uh, well, no, just reaction. It's reaction, just a reaction. Stimulus, 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 reaction, stimulus, reaction. So people get trapped into that. But it's like, if you, there has to be a certain amount of awareness about this condition, right? Like for me, it was literally within the last maybe year that I became aware of my breathing problems and how my anxiety was tied to posture, poor breathing, and this, this allowing my mind to be enveloped uh, by thoughts. It's like, I just, I have a lot of empathy or sympathy, I guess, for people that are, are on this awareness journey, because that is the first step, right? Yeah. Well, if we, you know, we often hear in 12 step programs about sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> right. You know, right. there is, there is a, there is a, there does come a point in your life where you, we don't have to, but I, it, I think for many people, it's like, does it have to be this way? Is this not, is this necessary? Right. Is, is there another way of looking at it? Part, part of, part of uh, the, Course of Miracles thing is stopping and going. It, what are the chances? <laughs> what what if I'm wrong about how Patrick has treated me? Mm. What if maybe on the slim chance, God like on the outlier chance that maybe my perception is wrong? As soon as we ask that question. Maybe my perception's wrong about losing my house. Maybe my perception's wrong about losing my, you know, not having my, losing respect to my daughter. Maybe my perception's wrong about the future. As soon as we do that, we are now in the present. Yes. Because we, we, we're no longer going into stimulus reaction, stimulus reaction. Right. And the process of being able to stop and go, okay, I'm upset. I have all this tension. Wait, I'm I'm not meant to be upset. I'm not meant to be tortured. I'm not meant to be unhappy. Maybe, maybe there's something about my belief system that is causing me to feel this way. And it and it is that willingness. It's it's like when I've when I, you've mentioned I'm a coach and and I've worked with a lot of people. I will ask people, does it have to look this way? Whatever the circumstances, and if they say yes the work is exponentially harder. Uh, yeah. But if they go, I don't know, mm -hmm. then then half the work is done because they're now open to that idea. And it's really hard to help anyone. It's really hard to move forward if you believe this is your lot in life. Yes, yes. So when it comes to living a better life, if you're you know, if you're looking to live a better life, here's your call right now is this conversation with Luke and I, where we're saying it does not have to be this way. If you believe that, be that it doesn't have to be this way, period. 
Right. And you can. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and if you believe it has to be this way, well, you know, let's talk in 10 years when you've decided maybe it doesn't have to be this way, but it, it is, but believing it has to be this way is actually the domain of the ego and what we what, what is often referred to as the i know mind hmm okay there's there the the black and white thinking of the world the black and white thinking that people have makes the world very simple these people are wrong these people are right but when we when we Actually, th- and this was the thing about, you know, okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'll start with this. Uh, I'll, I'll use a quote from Winston Churchill, and that is um, the only quote I know by him, and that is, well, actually, I know a few, but the one I like is um, uh, the first casualty of war is the truth. Hmm. And so if we are not actually able to stop and go and check our premises out and check and think about stuff, what we're doing is, is we're entrenched in a belief system that causes the world to look very black and white, very simple. And then basically it's predictable. It's the world makes sense because, you know, uh, uh, Putin is wrong. Right. Ukraine is right. I'm not saying that's not going on. I'm just saying is I don't have enough information to make a judgment. When I came to a realization that my, my knowledge is limited and that whatever I'm getting my knowledge from mm-hmm. serves a purpose. You and I both know that there is no impartial documentaries that are made. Of course, it's impossible. Right. It's impossible because there is no way to not have that. Even though they're they're given the premise that it is impartial, mm-hmm. it really isn't. Who who the speaker is, how they how they light it, how they set it, what mm-hmm. they're looking at, it's not impartial. And so so the belief that I know the way the world works, I I, I said very early in COVID is I don't have a clue. I don't know what's going on. Right. I, I have a lot of opinions, but do <laughs> I really know what's happening? What was it? You know, I don't know. You have no idea. It was, and I think that's a lot of people fell into the trap there of, of having to take a stance. I need the silver bullet, right? I need the yeah. all consuming solution yeah. that tells me exactly how to think and feel because actually that the pandemic was a great representation of the chaos of the universe. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And of the mind. Right. And of the and, mind. And, and what brought to the surface all the stuff that was latent yeah. in many ways. Like we saw, we saw beliefs from people that I actually didn't know existed until I saw through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> the more we need to assert this is this is the correlation. The greater I need to assert that the world, the way the world works, the less vulnerability I'm okay with. Say it again, if you could. The greater I I need to assert the world, the way the world works, the less okay I am with vulnerability. There's a lot of vulnerability to go, I don't know. Yes. It's also incredibly empowering. It is. To say, I don't know. Like uh, the the pressure off your shoulders (laughs) to have to say, this is the way the world works. Right. Because you know, then you have to substantiate it. Then you have every single Tom, Dick, and Harriet that can come along and say, no, that's not the way of the world. And now you're, but to be able to say, and that's, and that is, uh, and actually a criminology teacher professor taught me that is, uh, there's a lot of power in saying, I don't know. And, and even if you want to take it to the internal realm, it's like, I don't know how I'm going to be in 10 years. Like, yes, I can envision, I can do my affirmations and my meditation, all that stuff. 
Right. You still have to have a certain margin of like, I don't know and I don't have to know. Yeah. Well, and, and part of the thing that, again, back to the Course of Miracles is, is that there's a statement that we don't know our advancements from our retreats or we don't know what anything's for. Mm. So so we there's more more than enough an anecdotal stories out there about people that win the lottery. Right. And their life goes to shit within a month, within a year. <laughs> I believe it. Right. Where where they they and they're actually in worse debt than then they went into or whatnot. So so there are there are things that come into our lives that we judge to be great that turn out to be not. Mm-hmm. And there's things that come into our lives that we think are awful. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to go back to hitting the curb with my with my hybrid. Mm-hmm. That was I was I was like that really was disconcerting the next morning. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happened was I actually stopped as I was getting anxious. I, I stopped, okay, I'm just going to go within and I'm just going to calm myself. And I sat at my back steps, which is just over there. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, okay, wait a minute here. I'm, I'm, I'm losing my center over this, mm-hmm. over my car. And I stopped and got, and I was just like, I don't have, I can't afford a rental because I didn't think I was going to get covered, right? As right. I, I mentioned. And I stopped and I checked in and I just got center. And then the small voice came out that, Hey, Stan will probably lend you his vehicle, right? A friend, and because it just turned out that he had an extra vehicle, and it just worked out well. And then two weeks later, I got my rental, and it was it was all fine. Mm-hmm. But if I'm entrenched with I know what's going on, then we don't allow that that inner that knowing voice, and I, it doesn't have to be spiritual. We we have an inner knowing. Yes, that we that once we ride override the noise and the bullshit. Mm-hmm. of judgment mm-hmm. solutions can come in isn't that wild and that's yeah. i mean it's this crazy thing where it's like i have to i have to exert my control over it it's like well yeah. you know what on a on a on a universal level you have very little power and very little grip and grasp so let go of that yeah and let the other 99.9% of the universe do the work yeah, because it's and again, it goes back to that vulnerability of being able to actually go. I'm going to, I'm going to be okay with it. I'm going to work. I'm going to accept the fact that I don't know, mm-hmm. or I'm I'm just going to I'm going to see how it plays out as opposed to trying to drive it with a stick. Right. Yes. Exactly. And it's yeah. it's funny. It strikes me that we could tie this back to the idea of forgiveness, where it's like it's. I ranted about this the other day. It's incredibly selfish for you to think that the world outside you is somehow the same as your, like if you are, you know, we talk about the Hawkins model. It's like, if you're living in this life of misery and desire and, you know, hatred yeah, for you to then think that the rest of the world is like that too, incredibly selfish and egocentric. And that might be a start where it's like, you can feel those feelings, but again, stop and consider that maybe the world is neutral or maybe the world is actually even better than what's going on in, in here. Or, or it really is not thinking about you when it acts. Right. Or you're projecting the entirety of yourself yeah. onto it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Better. Yeah. It's this, it's this need to have this perception of control so that we feel like the, the, the world is predictable and whatnot. And mm-hmm. all we mm-hmm. can really control is our thoughts and whether or not we choose to harbor resentments towards people. Uh, our purpose here under Course in Miracles is to simply forgive mm. and model to others happiness. 
you've seen those people that just seem to be so happy going, what the hell does that person have? I want some of that. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not pharmaceutically induced. <laughs> yeah. I want the real stuff. And yeah, but that's the beauty is that we all, for the most part, I think have that potential within us to be, to have that stuff that exists within us. It's that divine that you were talking about. Right. Right. And, and it, it starts with the desire to no longer go alone. Starts with the desire to say, you know what, there's got to be a better way. And it's, and, and it's, and it's, and really it, it like, and there are people, there are people who like spirituality is for the tortured hmm. <laughs> in, in many ways. It's right. about, it's a, or religion or specific, I'm going to say spirituality because there's something not going well in your life that you're looking externally for, sure. for some sort of answers and whatnot. And there are people out there who have great lives who are not called to any kind of spiritual path because they don't have to and, and be it on them. And these are good people. These are not people taking mm -hmm. advantage of others or doing things. Right. This is, this is why it's not necessary that anyone follow the course of miracles or any religious path. No. The only thing that's necessary is, are you unhappy? Or, or to ask yourself, is is this is is this good enough? Right. And if it's good enough, more power to you. Absolutely. And if it's not, it might be time to start getting not even a spiritual path, like you say. Don't look for some external answer. It start to start a conversation with yourself. Say that can it be better? Mm -hmm. Does it have to look this way? And and you know, it's it's that it's that old joke, how many psychiatrists does it take to change the light bulb? <laughs> Only one if the light bulb wants to change. <laughs> right, right. So it really starts with with that desire mm. of going, you know, and and that's what I would encourage any of the listeners just consider is is that, you know, it, are are you happy? Do you have peace of mind? Are you tortured at four in the morning mm -hmm. when you get up and go to the washroom or or you're just lying awake? Are there people in your that are living rent-free in your head? And does it have to look this way? Does it have to look this way? And if it's yes, then okay. Okay. Let if it, was going, okay. Let it be. I was going to ask you one thing. I got you for two more minutes, if that's okay. Yep. Um, now, obviously, if like you're saying, if you're tortured, if you're struggling, if there's people who are taking over, it may be time for a change, so to speak. But I, I often find, I've recently found myself wondering if in this whole space of personal development and spirituality, if there's not an obsession with change and becoming something else. And I started wondering if maybe, even if the way we frame our goals is, I don't want to be somebody else. I don't want to be somewhere else. I just want to continue becoming who I already am, you know? And that yeah. may be an empowering, uh, you know, grammatical change, but it may be more than that. Well, I, I, I my definition of it is, is that, am I living more comfortably in my skin? Hmm. Nice. That's well, because it, it really, it really comes down to is that if I can't look myself in the mirror hmm. and I loathe what I see, that's a choice. That's you know, a choice. So yeah, not spirituality. It's just about, you hmm. know, not living a tortured existence. Right. And taking and ultimately taking responsibility for, for my happiness. Nice. And becoming more yeah. comfortable in, in your own skin where you're sort of <laughs> sentenced to be, <laughs> yeah you know yeah and and as far as i'm concerned as soon as you're 18 it's your responsibility to take re responsibility it's your it's up to you to take responsibility for your life 
you get to blame your parents to a certain extent, but once, once you become an adult, it's just like, if you're going to be blaming the world for all your problems, then, you know, get used to being a victim and having the world done to you as opposed to you do to the world. That's wonderful. And like you say, yeah, you can blame your parents, but also at some point you got to forgive them too, right? Yeah. Who knows when that comes? You don't have to. Then they're living my free in your brain. That's true. You don't have to do anything. We should we should have opened with that caveat. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, you don't have to forgive. It's in your own best interest, but you don't have to forgive. You don't have right. Luke, what's uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you, and what can you say about these forgiveness declarations that are uh, well behind you? They there are seventy eight cards, as you can see from right here. Seventy eight cards to bring the peace of God, and um, just. well, what ended up happening is, is five days after the concept came to me about, I forgive myself for believing, I, I had this in my mind kicking around. And when I was supposed to be looking for work, I, I decided on a Friday morning, it was the 20th of October, August 2021. I thought I'm just going to write a few down. Sure. Because I was worried because I've been creating content. As you know, I've been creating content for a very long time. And I knew I had something. I didn't know what it meant. So I thought, I'm just going to write a few down just so I'm not worried about losing them. Because that was kind of holding me hostage. Mm -hmm. Two hours later, I had 125 forgiveness declaration statements. And that got paired back to, well, eventually that got paired back to 78 when I hired a graphic artist. Mm -hmm. But on my Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook, if you Luke Bouchard under Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's how that's how you can find me there. I'm I'm uh, when I started posting these on Facebook, I had 266 people on uh, December 9th of last of 2021, and then within a month, I was maxed out to 5,000 people. I just my my I was waking up to invitations of 40 people wanting to join my page. So that's when I knew I had something. Mm. And so I had them printed in China. You can see in the corner there is like, you know, a part of them. Mm-hmm. They're for sale. Uh, but I do complimentary forgiveness readings because of the fact that that's what I've been guided to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not meant to generate money. They are meant to offer that. So you can go to my uh, my Facebook. If you look up Luke Bouchard here in Edmonton, Alberta, you can Facebook. And, um, and that's one way you can find me. And if you want a reading where you're less tortured, I'd be happy to do one. They're uh, approximately 90 minutes and they're complimentary. Well, right on, right on. I'll post a link to all that so people can get it easy. I would yeah. say I worked with you on my message crafting a few years ago and, and Luke takes the time to dig in and get to know you and you'll definitely come away with something valuable and, and, and right. a sense of meaning in who you are. Thank you. Thank you. How about this? Do you want to draw one card out of that deck and we'll end on that? Okay. So when I do a reading with people, I we start with an intent. Okay. And with this, I'm doing a reading for you. Uh, not a reading, but I'm going to do a card for you. And I want you to think about whether or not you have something that's unresolved mm. or generally you can look at what might not be working well in your life. Okay. And this is really cool because we didn't script this at all. No, I didn't know you were going to So that's, yeah. <laughs> So would you like to think about something specific that is not sitting well with you or is it just generally what is getting in the way of your life? Uh, it's pretty specific. I'm not going to say okay. it out loud. But. No, that's fine. You don't have to, but you have in your mind, right? Uh, yes. I okay. Do. And just, uh, I would like to under better understand what's getting my way of forgiving. I would like to uh, know why I'm still upset by this. What just the the intent is so powerful so powerful mm. to declare okay 
I, so I, what, I would like just, some, I guess, some clarity on how to go forward. With this specific circumstance yeah. or person. Okay. So generally, I do three cards, but we're going to do one. And because the first card is the snapshot of what's going on in your life and the, the following two substantiate the first one. Okay. Okay. So you're going to tell me where to... St and remember, you don't pick the card, the card picks you. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So tell me where to stop. I'll stop. Okay. And do you want what's cut off? Or what do you want what's left or what's cut off? I'll take that. Yeah, the top on the second deck. Yeah. On this one here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Drum roll. Okay. I forgive myself for believing that things are not progressing fast enough. <laughs> Luke, it's like a magic trick, man. Come on. <laughs> so this resonates with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So this this statement, so this is actually, for the Edmonton audience, this is an Edmonton. Mm. This is a, have you ever seen this? Patrick? I have not. No, it's uh, so if you go south of 50th of White Avenue, okay, down in there, it's a safety supply place where they actually a safety company mm. where they have a crane and they took a, an old caboose and put it on top of this crane. That's cool, yeah. It's very, it's like I saw him going, Holy, that's amazing! That's it. <laughs> so I forgive myself for believing that things are not progressing fast enough, is about a belief that we can't trust we're going to be okay and resourced mm. again. We're driving it with a stick and we have to make things happen. So j without going into details, how does this, how, how do you feel this? I think it makes a lot of sense, especially if you, if I have faith in what I'm doing now and the process and this, you know, the goals that I do have for this podcast, for my life, for my career, for all that stuff. I, on some level, you have to say it will come and everything is unfolding at the right pace and it, everything's happening for a reason try it it's a crazy thing to say Whew. just let it go continue on or, doing what you know is right yeah absolutely or conversely maybe there's something better for me that i haven't thought about that would be even better wouldn't it two months before <laughs> the two months before these came into my consciousness right i was so so a couple summers ago I was contemplating how I'm going to spend my two weeks away because I, at that time, I had a, I had my son and my daughter living with me 50% of the time, mm -hmm. and throughout the summer, there's a two-week break where they're with their mother and then they're with me for two weeks. So I was actually contemplating what I want to do at the end of the summer mm -hmm. on my two weeks off with my kids, and it was just like, uh, you know, I don't know really what I want to do, but I think I'd like an adventure. Hmm. I would like just to have an experience and uh, maybe going to the mountains, mountain biking, or maybe taking a trip to the interior of BC, nice. but it was just like, I don't know what that means. And then the first week that my kids were with their mothers, this came onto my consciousness and it's been an adventure ever since. There's no way in hell I could have predicted that this would have come. There's no way in hell I could have said to myself within 11 months, short of four days, I'll have 500 sets delivered from China on my front step. I couldn't you, have imagined you, that. No, you truly could not have. So so when we are open to whatever it is, this or better, mm -hmm. and trusting that the universe will conspire for us and not against us, and release it and declare it and go, I don't know what this means, but I would I would like this problem. Help me see this differently. Help me with this problem. Mm -hmm. Answers will come to us in ways that we can't even fathom. And 
like you said before, it may not even be a problem at all. It may just be that you got to reframe that that mysterious, exactly. that mysterious, whatever it is that we're a part of here. Yeah. Thanks so much, Luke. It's always a joy, man. I think this is our <laughs> third one in three years, so it's something I always look forward to. Yeah, and uh, I I just uh, want to you know acknowledge the work that you're doing, the effort you put into this. People don't know what goes on behind the scenes to make this look polished and professional. <laughs> and for every hour you do a podcast, how many hours are you putting in the background? It's got to be two to one at least. Oh, I, I wrote it down. It's yeah, it's for sure. It's it could be six to one to really get yeah, all yeah. the content out of it that I want. Yeah. Yeah, on that. So I appreciate how you're showing up and and how you've gotten out of your comfort zone and and you've you've decided to do different and you are modeling to people what you're suggesting, which is why I have all the time for you, Patrick. Luke, hey, I appreciate that so much, man. Thank you. And you're you're an inspiration in, uh, to me to to take those steps. So let's just okay. keep on. Let's keep in touch. And uh, I wish you the best. Yeah. All right. All the best. Much love. Thank you for listening to this episode of Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life. I hope you enjoyed part two of my conversation with Luke Bouchard. Uh, Plenty of practical tips on how you can mind watch, how you can become aware of what you're thinking, and how you can divorce yourself from the ultimate need to have to always act on your thoughts and to come to that presence, to come to that centered peace of mind. It's really something to think about when we realize that our ego never wants to be out of work and always wants to call attention to itself and keeps us keeps us believing that we need to act, that we need to do more, and that the world is just as we believe it to be. But if we can place that under scrutiny, surely we can find peace of mind and we can find the space to ask that ultimate question, if I'm not meant to suffer, then do things need to be this way? And if things don't need to be this way, we can start doing the hard work of making things better. And that's what this show is truly all about. So until next time, until I speak with you again, please remember, better is possible.